Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one. Let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with my man, Justin Judd. What's up, Justin? What's up, Corey? Good to see you, brother. You too, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So I uh, got to meet Justin at, um, I guess it was Tommy's event a couple of weeks back. And I've been really wanting to connect with you to find out more uh, about Chirp. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and what you what you do for Chirp? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I'm over sales and partnerships at Chirp. Um, when I say partnerships, we're, we're part of, you know, Nexstar, Certain Paths, Service Nation, Praxis S10, BDR, Garage Door Freedom, Home Service Freedom. Uh, partnerships are really what have blown us up. Um, I always say that this is the biggest, smallest industry that I've ever seen. Uh, because it's crazy how many home service companies there are. And at the same time, it's crazy how everybody knows everybody. And so a little over a year ago, we really wanted to figure out how to blow this thing up. And and we had two options. Uh, we could have gone for one-off contractors and just reached out company by company, or we could go into partnerships. And we didn't understand the full partnership potential in this industry at that time. We just knew generally in software partnerships can be a big play. And then when we kind of put all our eggs in that basket, it was it was honestly the best choice we made. It, it was meant to be um, just because of, like I said, how this industry is. And yeah, it's just kind of been uh, been a crazy ride since then. Well, you know, I agree with you. Uh, strategically partnering with people that maybe have influence or have uh, in, or that are a big name in the industry. Uh, you named off a bunch today. It does. It, dude, it's a massive game. It's a game changer for a business. And I would argue that as a contractor, if you don't hit this shit blows my mind. So. When a contractor tells me that they don't have a window person, a roofing guy, a plumbing guy, if they're an HVAC company, for example, uh, a tile guy, if they don't have those people in their in their back pocket, in their phone, to be able to refer those people out and then have those referral partners, it's mind-blowing to me because you're like you're right there in front of the same customer. So that would be a know. cool software to come up with. Yeah, I think there is one out there actually. 
Oh, is there? There's some think, kind of re- referrals. Hundred percent. Uh, it's called Contractor Plus, and it's a it okay. is a CRM slash. It's sort of a it's a field service software at a really low level. I think they're I don't know they probably got three or four thousand contractors on it, and it was designed originally for like a handyman. So it's an easy way for somebody, a one-off chuck in a truck, whatever you want to call it, to be able to keep up with their stuff, send invoices. They do they do all kinds of stuff inside of there. Um, but yeah, the referral part of it is pretty cool inside of that. Yep. Yeah, that's a. I, I'm with you. I I feel the same way. So that that's kind of another thing is what's been really interesting about this industry. I've I've been in software uh, for you know, 17 years. Um, I came from a company called route. Um, I was their uh, third sales guy, helped, helped build out their sales program, 17th overall employee. We went from zero to 1.5 billion in three and a half years, quickest right. unicorn to ever come out of Utah. Um, but the only reason I bring that up is it was for e-commerce. So I was in the e-commerce industry and those companies, they don't talk to each other. They don't share best practices with each other. They don't want their competitors to know what they're doing. They keep all of that stuff very low and very within their organization. What was really interesting to me about this industry is for the most part, and I know it's it's not always the case, but for the most part, contractors are really willing to share what's working for them. And that's been huge for Chirp as well, because we got into these partnerships. Contractors started using Chirp and seeing some big wins with it. And then they go and tell the other contractors that are a part of these groups that the about the wins that they're seeing with Chirp. And so we're getting these warm referrals and um yeah, it's just made my job really easy. So I appreciate that. Shout out to the contractors. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you solve, you know, one of the biggest problems, in my opinion, in the whole industry. I mean, like, it, you know, follow-up is mind-blowing to me how many guys just don't put my very much emphasis on it. And, if, and look, if based on what I do know about Chirp, you would almost be uh, an imbecile to not utilize what you guys do because it takes the thought. It takes it takes all the. Uh, I don't know, dude. How much money would you say guys are leaving on the table that don't use chirp? That's a really good question. Obviously, it depends um, on the size of the company. We have contractors that are million dollars a year we have contractors that are 200 million dollars a year um but i can tell you that it's a lot and i can also tell you that you know someone can pay for chirp way less than an employee and chirp can automate all of that follow-up for a way way lesser amount of money than one employee and honestly in my opinion we can do more than just one employee could be able to but but yeah, I I agree with you. Follow up for whatever reason. The thing that blows my mind is and and don't it blows my mind because contractors are willing to spend 
so much money on marketing and generating more and more new new leads. And I understand that new leads are great. But when it comes to converting those leads at the highest level and make sure that we're following up, there's definitely a gap there. And so, yeah, that's really where Chirp comes into play and where we can add a ton of value to a company. So, you know, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I was talking to Kevin over at Searchlight the other day, and he was explaining to me that, you know, a, a marketing lead, let's say a Google, and he may have said specifically Google, don't quote me on that, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was Google, that 25% of the ad spend, you're only getting 25% of that as actual leads because people call the wrong number or they called for whatever reason, right? That that yep. was mind-blowing to me. Yep. So you better utilize those 25% if you're only getting 25%. You better wear them out. Yep. Totally with you. That's shout out to Kevin and Searchlight team. They're doing some cool stuff. We we integrated with Searchlight. Their their core product is obviously focused on uh, focused on like more inbound marketing attribution, so PPC stuff you were just talking about, but for Chirp uh, they built us a dashboard so that we are able to tie specific outbound revenue to all of the chirp campaigns that the companies are running. Speaking of outbound, uh, do you do you talk to a lot of guys that pay an outbounding service? This is really just a personal question. Uh, I don't know what the market is for that. Do you, is that something you guys don't offer that, right? We don't offer that. Yeah, there are a lot of companies that do pay for that, whether they pay for it in-house or whether they outsource it. There's a lot of companies that that pay for that. Would you say most outsource it? Um, I would say, again, I would say it depends on the size of the company. And I don't mean to say that every time. I would say that your smaller companies are probably just having um, their CSRs do outbound where they can. I would say your bigger companies are outsourcing it because they've got a big database of customers. Um, And so, yeah, they go after some outside help to be able to touch more people. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So let's shift for a second. Um, Let me ask you about, you know, one of the things that you and I chatted a little bit about, but we really didn't get into is you value, you put a lot of value on personal development. So do I. I've been doing it, I don't know, four or five years now and and pretty consistently. So why tell me a little bit about your philosophy on that and why you think that's important. Yeah. How deep do you want me to get here? I don't know hey, how deep I should get here. <laughs> you can go as deep as you want, dude. <laughs> um I'll 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 yeah, so about you know. Um, four or five years ago myself, I was in a lot of pain internally. Um, and it, it got exhausting. Um, it got to the point where I just, uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to feel like, feel like that anymore. And so 
it put me, I, I was hurting bad enough to where it put me in a spot to where I had to decide, Hey, do you want to continue living like this? Or are you willing to make some changes? And it, and it put me in a spot to where I was raw and actually willing to take a look at myself and make some changes. And it opened up a really powerful principle for me, which is because it made me so raw and make me such take such a hard look at myself while I was doing that. I realized, you know what, man, it was you that got you here. I, I had to take accountability for where I was at, it was me that got me in that situation. It wasn't anything that happened to me in the past. I had some tough things that I went through when I was younger. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it was still on me. Uh, but it was extremely empowering because when we play victim uh, to what's happened to us in life, we completely give up power to make any kind of change because we're blaming it on everything else. The minute that we take accountability for where we're at and own that it was us that got us there and that it was us that can get us out of there, at that point, we take power back to actually make change. And when that clicked for me, um, it was on. It was it, it was on. It, it, it just... I, I don't know how to explain it, but once I was able to get to that point and, and just take ownership of where I was at, I started going to therapy. I hired a mental health coach. I uh, reignited my belief in a greater power. For me, it's the universe. I believe in vibration, frequency, energy, because I've seen it work in my life for good and for bad. What we focus on increases. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, ever since then, it's just I, I saw how much it changed my life. And um, I'm actually, you know, uh, really confident these days and I'm, I'm happy for the most part and I'm thriving. And so I also want to do what I can to let people let let other people know that, you know, I've been through a lot in my life. And again, that's not coming from a, a victim like standpoint. I just have I've gone through a lot in my life. But doesn't matter where somebody's at if they genuinely want to change and they're willing to take a look at their their lives and get real um change isn't too late for anybody this episode of the successful life podcast is brought to you by house call pro whether you're looking to streamline your operations reduce paperwork or boost revenue house call pro is your all-in-one business solution Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. You know, there also has to be, for me, an immense amount of pain before I change. I don't yeah. change unless I am... Unless I'm feeling it, dude. Like, and when I say feeling it, like I gotta be, you know, I'm a hard-headed dude. Like, I gotta be hit square between the eyes with a two by four in order to wake up and change lots of times. Uh I've had my own journey with sobriety and you know, not being in sobriety and personal development. But at the end of the day, like it is up to me if I want to make a change. It ain't up to you. It's not up to my wife. It's not up to anybody else. 
And if I put it, if I, if I, if I put that responsibility on other people, I guarantee you I'm going to be let down. Yep. Absolutely. The other thing is like, like when, when we initially start to change and start taking ownership of that stuff, one of, one of the other big, big things for me was when I did that, I said, okay, I'm, I'm done investing energy into anybody that does not genuinely have my best interest. And I can tell you literally, I have not talked with friends of mine uh, that I had for years, for the last four or five years. And it's not because I don't care about them. It's because when you level up, um, you realize how big of an impact the people that you surround yourself with have on you. And my circle uh, has gotten a lot smaller, um, but the value of that circle has increased significantly. And you start attracting people that are vibrating at a different frequency and the help that can help take you to that next level. And so that's that's been another big thing for me is just surrounding myself with people that number one, genuinely have my best interest. And number two, that we can add value to each other and, and help each other, help each other out. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, um, you know, the people that you hang around, I mean, it's just cliche. You're the equivalent of the five people you hang around or some shit like that, but it's true. It's a hundred percent true. You hang out with losers, probably going to be a loser. Yep. Right. It is what it is. Like, Yep. You know, it's like the crabs in the bucket uh, analogy I've heard a million times. If you think about crabs trying to crawl out of a bucket, you know, one crab gets to the top and what happens? They all pull them right back down to the bottom. And here's another funny thing. So people want to see you do good, right? Everybody wants to see you do well. They just don't want to see you doing better. And this is not everybody. But a lot of people don't want to see you doing better than them. And once you yeah. surpass, right, when you started getting better, your friends probably maybe cheered you on to a degree or they were supportive. But when you started really growing, they don't want any part of that because they're, because they're not they're stagnant. They don't. They, it doesn't make sense to them and they're not willing to put in. Yeah, work. They, At least that was my experience. They think I'm an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It is what yeah, it is. They do. I yeah, I have a lot of people like, like that that think I think that they think that I just don't care about them. I, I think that they think that I think that I'm too good. Of course. And it has it has nothing to do with me thinking I'm too good in an arrogant way. It has something to do with me not wanting to have anything to do with that life anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So so who's your who's your primary at this stage? And I'm sure it's changed, or at least it has for me evolved. Where did you start in this journey? Who did you start listening to? What was like your foundation? And then who do you listen to now? Yeah, so I initially started uh, with a guy named Todd Sylvester. Um, he's a really well-known um, mental health coach here uh, in Utah. 
Um, the crazy thing is my dad had me reading Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad or Poor Dad, when I was 14 years old. Um, I was reading Brian Tracy. I was reading, I, I mean, my dad had me into that stuff and and I believed in it. And I saw, I saw it work. The problem was I just chose to make some bad decisions and, and surround myself with people that we didn't bring out the best in each other. And it's really easy to lose sight of that stuff. And so when I started getting back into it, it, it just like reclicked for me. Uh, and then it was uphill. Um, now, man, who do I like to listen to? I, I, I listen to a bunch of audibles. Um, the gap in the gain is one that I just read that I really like. I like listening to, Who's who's the guy? I don't have the best memory, man. But yeah, I'm I'm into that stuff. But it's it's I'm not it's not coming to my my brain. I'm gonna have Ben on my podcast actually. The gap in the game. Oh yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's cool, dude. I, oh well, yeah, I met him at Tommy's event. Did you get to meet him? I didn't meet him, but I saw him. I saw him at that event when he was speaking there for a minute. Super cool, dude. Super cool, dude. Um. Yeah, I was just going to say something else, but I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah, so did he, you ever? He, go ahead. Did you ever go down the Tony oh, yeah. Robbins route? You know, oh yeah, yeah, I've gone okay. down the Tony Robbins route. Um, I like Tony Robbins. I think Tony Robbins is is legit. I think Tony Robbins is legit. I went down the Grant Cardone route for like sales and. I mean, it. I think he does have a lot of good stuff to say. It's not personally like my favorite anymore, um, just because it's not so much my style. But I do think he has some some good stuff to talk about. What I was going to say is, oh, yeah, the, the thing with uh, the gap in the game. I've always been a person. I'm extreme. I, I am obsessive. Um, and that's for good or for bad. I've always been like that. And it's a double-edged sword. Uh, it's good because it it makes me become really good at what I'm focused on. It can make me become really bad at what I'm focused on too. Um, but that book helped me a ton because I do, I get obsessed with things. And if you hear David Goggins talk, you know, he talks a lot about the best of the best everyone talks about balance. If you want to be the best of the best, you're going to give up that balance. Those people that are, that are, uh, at the top, they're fucking crazy. They get obsessive. They get weird. I'm like that. Um, and so that book was really important to me because I do have a problem with always comparing myself to wish I, to where I wish I was as opposed to taking a look at where I just came from and being grateful for where I'm at right now. So that book in particularly for me in 2023 was like super empowering just because it's a book for high performers. And yeah, it, it was, uh, I'm glad I came across it. Yeah, dude, I can identify with, with all of that. Um, whatever I focus on, is just like you said earlier, he's going to grow. 
at a pretty high level and, and or, or it's going to grow uh, in a negative way at a pretty high level. So, I mean, um, but balance is bullshit, dude. There is no balance. Like, I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says, dude. I mean, it's just, it's like a fallacy, in my opinion. I don't know anybody that's got balance. Do you? Oh, man. I uh, If they do, they're not like me. Right, they're boring. I don't know anyone. That, I don't know anyone that has balance. That's really, really trying to go get it. No, impossible. Yeah, impossible. <laughs> yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, they, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, so, right now, what book are you listening to <clears throat> right now? Think and Grow Rich. I'm sure that's not the first By time. Napoleon Hill. Is not it the first? the first time. Yeah. No, not the first time. That's just a book. You know, if you look at any other books really written for the most part on self-development and attraction, the law of attraction, most of those books come and stem from Think and Grow Rich. And so I try to read that at least once a year um, just because it helps me remember the information, retain the information, use the information. And it's, it's one of my all time favorite books. So do you spend much time in visualization? Yes. Do you? Oh, oh yes. Intentionally. Like, is it a daily yes. practice? Okay. Tell daily me about practice that. Every morning. Yeah. So I have a, uh, I have, I call it an attraction room where I live. Uh, but basically it's a room that I go into um, that has really cool wall art. Um, it's got some plants. It's just a really, it, it just feels really good to walk into. And the whole purpose of that room is that when I walk into that room, all I focus on is what I want to attract. I don't take any negative into that room. And so I go into that room uh, every morning um, just for 30 minutes. Um, and initially I'll take like five minutes to just read something that, that gets my mind going. And then I take, you know, five, 10 minutes. And then I take the next 20, 25 minutes uh, just on visualizing where I see myself and I visualize myself as I'm already there. And I try to put as, as many senses as I possibly can into it, because the more senses and the more emotion that we can put into it, visualizing that it's already happened, the higher we are generating that vibration, which it, or that, that frequency, which is going to vibrate, become a magnet and attract back to us what we're visualizing if that made sense <laughs> makes total sense however i would also say that in, in in addition to that you also have to take the damn steps you have to take the steps moving towards that visualization without the steps without moving towards that you can't just like to be clear you can't sit and just think about what you're going to do and just assume that it's going to happen now sometimes that does happen Right. Sometimes things do, do happen. And I don't believe anything's by coincidence, but uh for sure things in my life have happened that way, without a doubt. 
visualize it and it happens. But you also got to make moves in between there in order for that to happen sometimes, lots of times. 100% with you. 100% with you. I'm a hustler, so I, I totally agree. The only thing you don't know is in those actions that you're taking, in my experience, you don't always know exactly how it's going to happen. You right. know what I mean? That that's that's not you don't have to know the how. That's like the part that, in my opinion, the universe takes care of. But if you're putting those actions into it and creating positive momentum and putting it out there, you might be taking actions this way, but the universe has a really interesting way of making it happen happen in a different way i don't know if i'm making sense right now so i'm totally, totally with you that action has to be there we just don't exactly have to understand how it's going to happen so what happens and i'm sure i know the answer to this but let me let me ask a different question how all how many times can you think of and i'm sure you've had these times where you know let's just take the since i just saw you at the event maybe you're at the event and something is telling you, I need to walk over and have a conversation with this person. Like there's something internally, can't figure out why you don't even know the person. There's nothing that they've done or said that makes you believe that, but there's something that intuition. And sometimes, uh, you know, if you're like me, I don't, I don't necessarily always listen to it, but I feel like I regret it just about every time, or maybe I've just given something away that I just don't know that I've given away. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. That's a good question, man. I know that I don't always follow it. Um, I think a lot of times I do follow it and I don't even, I'm not even conscious that I'm following it. I think when you're in line um with the universe a lot of times it happens pretty naturally and so for me it might be hard to always be conscious of but then i look at people like the owner of our company um ryan fenn he has a really weird it's like weird knack for randomly going with his gut and just creating massive opportunity with those instincts that he follows. And I, I see that and I'm conscious of it, but I don't know if he's conscious of it. Do you get what I'm saying? Sure. But I've, I've paid attention to that. That's, that's definitely a gift that he has. Well, I think it builds trust in yourself. Cause I know, you know, for me, I haven't, I'm missed. I haven't necessarily trusted all my decisions cause I can, replay plenty of decisions that I've not made that were great. Right. So, you know, and that kind of goes back to that time when you were, you know, when you made the decision that I don't want to live like this anymore. Uh, you, that was a hard, that was a hard shift. I mean, cause I've been there. It's a hard shift to think I've got to stop doing X, Y, and Z if I want a different life without the how, right. Because we want to know how. We want to be able to control how things are going to work. And my experience yeah. shows that if I try to control how things are going to work, I will fuck them up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Um, it's also hard to take a real look at yourself, man. 
Like it's really empowering, but it's painful. Like, like you mentioned, I think pain is a huge driver for change. It was for me, but going through that experience, it's not a fun experience. Cause if you really look at yourself, you, you got to own everything. And uh, it's, it's not easy to do. No, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's probably the one of the hardest things to, to do really is to say, what am I, where's my part in this? Because we all have a part in everything that happens, whether it's you're in the wrong place at the wrong time or whether it's you said whatever, fill in the blank. But you got to own your part. And if you don't, then you're going to stay in that, you know, that kind of that victim mentality and that woe is me. And the likeliness of ever being a high achiever in that state of mind is probably not likely. Yep. I got a question for you. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you started to to change and just like really own where you were at and and start working on yourself, did you get less patient with the people around you that weren't doing that? Dude, yes. I, I, I cut a lot of those people out. I just had to cut them out because if I'm going to, if you're in, I call them my energy vampires, what I call them. When, pe- when somebody's going to suck the life out of me for their own gain and not not give a shit about anybody else, I don't have time for that. Like, yeah, so I, I and that's like moving out of the circles, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, So I haven't had a drink in over 14 years. However, uh, up until nine months ago, I smoked weed for like six of those years. So you can't say I was entirely sober because I wasn't. Um, and so when I went back to, when I went back to my, to the recovery program that I attend, I went back to where all the losers were. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say all the losers, all the home, like, uh, you know, where people with one day or two days coming in. And the reason uh-huh. I did that is because I felt like I was better. And I'm just being totally honest with you. I felt like here I'm going to, you know, I can, kind of be myself to a degree because they all live in a homeless shelter, a lot of them. And so what I found was, you know, I was sitting around, I was sitting in the meeting one night and I thought, dude, like I like, look around, like how are, this is going to sound super selfish, but how are any, you can't ask any of these people about what's going on in your life because they don't have experience with what's going on in your life. You know, when you're in business for yourself and you're doing well and you're doing bigger things, it's hard to find a lot of like-minded people. There are out there, they're out there, but they're not local, right? I don't have a bunch of local like-minded people that I hang out with because most people are not like us. Um, and so I had to I came to the realization that I can keep coming to this meeting with people that I'm not going to, I'm not getting, they're not, I'm not getting anything from being around the, this group of people. And so I had to shift this price three or four months ago. I completely shifted to a totally different side of town to totally different meetings um, with people that have been doing shit and that have done shit. And they're, you know, for lack of better terms, um, a higher, I don't know how to say this. I'll sound like a dick. Um, 
higher class, I guess higher class people. I don't know. I don't know how, how else to say it. Um, they're still just like me, but but they're business owners and they've gone through shit. And if I'm going through shit, I can talk to them about it. I'm not gonna ask a guy from the homeless shelter how I need to navigate <laughs> something in my business or about my wife, right? It's you know, yeah. so it's yeah. awareness though. You gotta be aware of these things, and sometimes it takes time. Time takes time. Um yeah. And I'm still, I work on myself every day. Like, I don't think it ever ends, to be honest. I don't know if I answered your no. question or not. I forgot the question. By now. Yeah, no, it did. It did. It did answer my question. I agree with you. It doesn't ever, we, we can always continue to work on ourselves. The only reason I ask that is because, you know, when I started really making changes, man, I, 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 I'm like you, I cut people out, but still people, you work with people, you're still surrounded by people that are still stuck in that, that kind of mindset. And I, uh, I have become a, a lot less patient with those kind of people. And it makes me feel bad sometimes. Um, cause I want to be understanding and I want to be compassionate, but at the same time, I'm just not willing to do anything right now, um, that is going to, I'm not willing to sacrifice my growth, man. And so it's just, it's, it's been, that's been a hard thing for me. I've, I feel like I've actually become less patient with people since I, since I started leveling up. I would say a hundred percent because it's really hard. You know, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. Like I work out seven days a week. I do a lot of shit so I can get ready to be, to show up. And so if you're complaining about being fat or if you're complaining about, you know, your wife's not sleeping with you or if you're complaining about how your paycheck sucks or you're complaining, but you're not doing anything about it. It's so frustrating. frustrating. Like there's so many things that you could be doing. And even if I tell you what those things are, you're not going to fucking do them anyway. So why are you wasting time? You're going to make an excuse for why you're not doing them. Yeah. Well, if I was you, I could do it. That's, you know, that's probably what they're thinking, right? If I was you, I could do it. Yeah, well, you're not me, but I was just like you. Like, we all start somewhere. Yep. Dude, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, But then on the other hand, I look at it like, I don't have to, I don't have to surround myself with that, um, you know, any longer than I have to. So I try to have an exit strategy, but also, I have to look at it, and this is one of the harder things for me. I have to empathetically look at, you know, we don't we don't always know what that person's really going through. And I know. You're right. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. That that's where I get caught up. Yeah. But but if it's that's a where I get caught up. But if it's the same conversation over and over, then yeah, they got to take a look at themselves, and that you know, to tell somebody that doesn't understand that, and for it to make sense to them, right? You're for sure an asshole at that point, right? Yeah, and you know how it is. You can't tell someone to, you can't force someone into change. That that comes internally, in in my opinion. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Yeah, and look, I have. Yeah, I 
I, I chalk look, I've been I've done a lot, right? I've done a lot of really stupid things. In fact, I was telling you before we got on here, I'm a pretty open book. Like I got caught with drugs in 2005, almost went to prison. That didn't stop me from drinking. Like I just kept drinking. And so, you know, I look at stuff like that as grace in a time when I really didn't deserve grace at all. Um, And so I've had to go through some really hard times in my life. Like, for example, that, you know, after that, I had to go to this six month program. I had to scoop shit out of the toilet. Like it was it was a nightmare because they knew I was court ordered. And they knew I wasn't going to leave. You can't leave because you're going to prison if you leave. Now, some people make that uh-huh. choice, but you can look at me and say, oh, I, I, I'm not going to prison. Um, so I, I've just had to do some things that a lot of people probably won't ever have to do. And it's made me a better person. I wouldn't have told you that at the time I was having to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Um yeah, I think you know, I, I I thought about this the other day. I look at why I'm not further along. And I think, well, that's because of your mistakes or because of you. And then I look at the things that I have done and I say, well, those are also because of you. So I'm not further along because of me, but I'm as far as I am along because of me. Yep. So I think it's just a different, you know, it's just a perspective. A lot, lot, lots of things in life are a perspective change. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, good for you, man, on making some changes. That can't be easy to, to go through something like that. So. Yeah. It's uh yeah, but you know something it, it again it's made me who I am today, dude. Like I get to talk to people like you, and that's cool. I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, you know, this probably was out of a visualization back 2019 when I started this thing. I didn't have much aim, but I wanted to interview cool fucking people, and guess what? That's what I've done. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um. Oh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, I know we're getting pretty close on time. I do want you to, uh, if you can, tell everybody where they can find you. And also, I I do want you to plug Chirp uh, in case somebody somehow has missed what Chirp is. If you could give a quick, um, you know, outline, I don't know what. Yeah, I I can do quick. So basically, I I mentioned a little bit, but there's a big gap. Uh, in the home service space, companies spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing and generating leads. But when it comes to converting, uh, not necessarily as focused on that for whatever reason. And so uh, with Chirp, we automate all of your follow-up. Uh, we do it through text message, email, and ringless voicemail. Um, text message being the bread and butter because it's got a 98% open rate and usually about a 15 to 50% response rate, depending on the campaign. 95% of Americans prefer text as their form of communication. We automate your outbound as well, and we help companies close more deals. And so we're directly integrated with the different CRMs. Um, and so the nice thing is these companies aren't having to change anything they're doing, and the dispatch software they use 
anytime they're triggering an event in their software, they can automatically start following up through text, email, and ringless voicemail through Chirp. So estimate follow-up, lead follow-up, abandoned call follow-up, unbooked call follow-up, canceled job follow-up, reviews, post-job nurture. We can automate a financing link at job scheduled to get people pre-approved for financing before the comfort advisor even gets into the home. And then last, we can take their database of, of customers that they've already paid for, filter down audiences, and blast out campaigns to get the phones ringing during slow season. So anyone I haven't surfaced in 12 months or longer and blast out a tune-up campaign, anyone that's got a system that's 10 years or older and blast out an age system campaign. We just interviewed a company, Gens Ryan. They're a $40 million a year company, really well known for being front runners when it comes to picking technology. And one of the questions we asked John Ryan on that call was what lead generation advice and marketing advice would you give to a company looking to scale to your size? And his answer was really interesting to us. He said, I'm not just saying this because you guys are on the call, but a big shift for me happened when I stopped focusing so much energy on generating more and more new leads and started shifting my energy to taking advantage of my existing database of customers that I've already paid for and creating customers that would buy from me over and over again. So that's just one of the tools that you can use inside Chirp to kind of automate that outbound and take advantage of, of that database of customers. And then all those different areas of follow-up where oftentimes customers are just falling through the cracks, either because we're not following up as much as we should, or they cancel a job and we just don't have a good system in place to reconnect with that customer. So really we're just filling gaps uh, along the entire customer journey where customers are falling through the cracks and, and companies are leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah, dude, huge, huge, huge problem. And I mean, the amount of money and the amount of effort and the amount of time and headache this saves is exponential. And the fact that you can sell to the customers that you've already paid for is an absolute no-brainer. Like, absolute yep. no-brainer. Yep. So if someone right. wants to schedule a demo, they can go to chirp.com and schedule a gem demo. My phone number is 385-285-9496. My email is Justin at chirp.com. That's C-H-I-I-R-P.com. Super grateful to be on here uh with Corey and grateful for his uh partnership. And so anyone that does schedule a gem demo, if you decide you're interested. Um, we're offering 25% off your first three months and 25% off the onboarding for this call. Boom. Make sure you mention the podcast or mention my name when you talk to Justin. And then I'm sure we will have a link in the show notes that they can go follow. So appreciate it, my friend. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It was great. You're welcome. Cool. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.